Oh, we're doing a show. We are doing a show. Fuck. So it's all tangential. So I thought we were fine. just hanging out drinking beer. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I think that little red square is, or the red circle is active. So are we rolling, Jimmy? It has begun. Yes. Not even. This is Welcome back to the Metal Nerdery, ladies and gentlemen, with no anesthesia, which is a complete lie, ASMR. We have the, we have the Billiam. That's me. Providing some of the booze. We have the Russell. Yes, sir. Supp- supplying some name brand booze. And we have the Wheeler, who's going to be drinking some of both. Nice. All right, this is exciting. We're, we've done a lot of firsts here in Metal Nerderyville. We've done our first behind the metal. We did our first inside the metal, and now... I got my first hand job. Thank you, Matthew. You're very welcome. <laughs> I used my dominant arm, so I hope it felt like the real thing. <laughs> hope it felt like home. <laughs> All right. But uh, this is our first live dive, you guys, and we could not think of a better album to be the subject of our first live album dive. What say you, Nico? Live After Death. Yes, sir. Nico is correct. So uh, before we go into the live dive, shall I? Uh, oh, yeah. Russell, why don't you uh, give the good people in Metal Nerdery Berg kind of an overview of uh, this episode's beer of the episode. The tangentialness factor alone is like a giant frothy head. Yeah, I got lucky on this one. Uh, this Mark episode's <laughs> <laughs> This episode's beer of the episode. This one. This, this episode. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sure this show. Okay. Um, I was strolling through the beer aisle at my favorite uh, local la, 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 strolling along, la, beer la, la, distributor. Beer stroll. La, 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 Jack's, which our, uh, Jack our, our buddy Adam Rose from uh, uh, Actus Reyes works at. Hey. Yes, indeed. And I came Six. upon a Iron Maiden six-pack. Of IPA is this one is called it's by Brew Dog Brewery, I believe that's correct. Is that correct? I believe you're correct about it being yeah. correct. Yeah, uh, but Iron Maiden in big letters across the top made me excited. This is called Hellcat. This is a America India Pale Lager, and it's uh, sitting at six point zero percent alcohol by volume it's too bad it wasn't 666 but whatever we'll forgive him you are number six yes sir of the beer um but yeah uh knowing what we had planned today i had to pick up this <laughs> six pack of brew and uh actually picked up a second six pack of brew because i only had two left and one's in the trunk of my car for future purposes oh, maybe decoration we'll see whoa to you Let's very, take a very cool album cover mm-hmm and oh that's nice yeah that's Very good green ipa ish yeah yeah i like it you might call it a loud ipa if that helps to describeify it yeah it's got a it's called hellcat and it's got a eddie lion kind of creature right is that what you would call it kind of like a lion it's got horns or those ears i can't tell eddie if he was kind of like a yeah if he's I mean, kind of like cat it's like eddie if you saw like eye of the tiger 
in the trooper. I the trooper. Fucking yeah, genius. Nailed it. I the trooper core. Kind of everywhere. Not it's, even. It's the new core. It's it's this episode's core. We haven't done a core in a while. It's going to be this one's. So hell to you, Iron Maiden and Brew Dog Brewery, and uh, we like the Hellcat. This yeah. is a tasty little uh, beverage you put upon us. Thank you. Oh, both. it's oh, it is. It's got trooper written over here. So this must be <laughs> the trooper. Uh, well. I could just keep finding things on this beer can. So it's a great album cover is what you're saying. Super cool album cover. It's got an Easter egg. Not unlike the super cool album cover of the band that we're going to be covering on this cover of the album cover. Yeah. See, I just made up all those words. Uh, That's called English. Yeah. English motherfucker. Fucking genius. All right. So. Oh, wait a minute. I don't don't mean to, um, for continuity purposes, consider most shows are all the same. I didn't know if we had a clinky schedule. We can certainly have one, yes. Wow. I feel like we should have one scheduled. Wow. Russell, are you feeling I'm I'm doubts? down with the clinky. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's a fucking disturbed song, right? Yes. Dude, we're like ahead of the curve, man. We gotta not even talk about it. Yeah. You gotta get down ooh-wah. with the clinky. Yeah, Speaking I gave of David Drayman some wolf steak and he was like, ooh, yeah. He sang on a recent uh release from the girl I was fanboying over on the last David, previous episode. David Drainman or David Drayman. James Hetfieldian. David Drayman is doing a song on Nita Strauss's solo album. Um, God, what is it called? It was really good. I listened to it. It was pretty rad. Thank you, Billy. Uh, let's, let's Google eyes. Hot ass. I mean, Nita Strauss. Hot ass. <laughs> guitar. Just Google eyes. Hot ass. Mine should be the very first one that pops yeah, up. Yeah, it should. It's just the whole, the, the outside's kind of the fun bags on that. Yeah. Like, oh, my boy. Goodness oh, goodness. Gracious. Oh, geez. Oh, so here offended. it comes. Should let's we work out. Should we? Uh, <laughs> let's work out. <laughs> <laughs> you were wearing two gloves this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my hands are getting sweaty. <laughs> All right. Shall we clink here? Let's yes, clinky. Let's do it. Let us clinky. To the live after death. To the maiden. Yes, sir. To the metal nerdery podcast with no anesthesia. Hail. Except for that anesthesia. Ah, Indeedly. Wowzers. Whoa to you. Okay, so little backstory. My first live album experience mm-hmm. would be probably the probably really Bill's favorite band, Kiss. It was Kiss Alive and or Alive Two. We're totally joshing about that. Bill's not the not as big of a Kiss fan as he let on. <laughs> But the thing about those albums is that kind of led me into the, okay, this is what a live album's like. It, it, the idea is it was supposed to be like a souvenir of that show. Mm-hmm. So a listener could get an idea of, hey, you want to know what it's like to go see Iron Maiden live, or in this case, Kiss? You know, here's a souvenir. So this is what it got to be like if you got to go to the show. Right. And they were also, honestly, they were a greatest hits album. They were. They were like a, a... sure package of all the stuff they wouldn't naturally play live. Right. But the thing about this one, because obviously I'd heard of Maiden and obviously I knew about everything leading up to Live After Death and knew about Number of the Beast, knew about Peace of Mind and Power Slave and all that shit. But I was never like, it's like Maiden was kind of one of those entities that was out there and then after I started high school it was suddenly like, oh yeah, they're part of the metal entity that's gonna, you know, overflow you like a fucking tsunami of metal and just... Right. So I got into this when I got into high school. And then, of course, that led me back down the path to go back and rediscover all that shit again. But this one, even more so than those early live Kiss records, this one gave me the the full concert feel. 
Gotcha. And having seen Maiden a few times now, I can attest oh. that it, it's like fucking just putting this on and just taking certain relaxers and closing your eyes and or, you know, watching the VHS version. And being there, yeah. Or DVD version. Yeah. Uh, it was so good. Yeah, was, my first, I guess, live sound album quality, everything. experience would have been uh, Song Remains the Same, Zeppelin. Live album? Yeah, my, my sister, uh, my older sister loved Led Zeppelin. Yeah, and uh, so I I had the Song Remains the Same when I was a young, young kid on you know, the double, we lied. Double, double live LP. You know, you always look for the really good live albums. I don't know if there's a better one than uh, Iron Maiden's live album. You know what's interesting, though? Thinking back, and I I think Maiden was at the cusp of at the end of this because there was a. Wait for it. I got a burp coming. That was pretty mild. Ooh, gross. And it tasted kind of disgusting. Yeah, it sounded like there was. But there was a time, like in the 70s, like again with those live Kiss records. Like their studio stuff, well, it just didn't have the same. It was like, ah, and then you hit the live album. It's like, fuck, that sounds way better. Live recordings back in the day were better. But there was a point in technology where studio recordings started getting to be a little bit better than live. And so then it became that live records were not quite the same. Yeah. This was on that cusp, I think, Live After Death, of being one of the last great live albums that had that made everything sound better, Grand. infinitely better. better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, grander. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, <clears throat> Speak oh of the God, Devil. Excuse me, was a great live album. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah Speak of the Devil. Are you people? Uh, yeah. Look at now. <laughs> Very first song I ever wrote in my life. But this one, yeah, I would listen to the previously stated live albums, and you know, like you said, with eyes closed, kind of picture yourself there. But I don't believe any live album encapsulated the actual show like Live After Death. I mean, I, I could agree. I could sit there and listen to this album and know exactly the point where Eddie, the big giant guy on stilts, is going across the stage. You know, right. you picture everything about it and the stage show. It's like being there. Yeah, this it one really is. And and some of the songs actually sounded better. You know, on here. Yeah, yeah. If you go back and listen to the other other versions like on, versions. On peace of mind it's like they're a little slower they're a little more there's i don't know it's just i guess i've heard this version on yeah. live after this so many times right well that was the thing that always destroyed me too like if i heard the live album the lot let me back up if i heard the live version first it always just put the studio version to shit it kind of did yeah always yeah yeah. Which is kind of tragic, but at the same time, that's a testament to how great the technology was at that time. It was getting so much better that because their live sound was sick. Yeah, everything was clear. I mean, like crystal fucking clear. They've put Tars. out several live albums since then. Yeah, nothing is like Live After Death. Yeah. Right. And the the thing I've got the biggest boner about with this one. That's right. I said it. Gross. It's not gross, you. Bill. <laughs> Do y'all remember, because I had the cassette version of this, which, by the way, yeah, in case y'all are wondering, we're going to cover the cassette version, which includes the whole side four that got cut out of the CD release. But there's a fucking listing in there of all the gear, the load-in for mm-hmm. that show, the oh, lights, yeah. the rigging, the fucking the PAs, all the cords, like, you know, 888,000 miles of fucking cables and 
which you you see that and you're like, holy fuck, man! That's like that's what it takes to to put on a show. Like you're yeah. setting all this shit up for one night, for one night, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> maybe two. I think this was actually a two night stand in L.A. I think they they filmed one night. I think for the DVD or the VHS, depending on which one you have. And then I think one is a uh, um, the CD version. But you look at everything that went into building that. It, it's fucking mind numbing. I mean, yes. it's like how the fucking how right. And now Bruce Dickinson's a fucking pilot and he flies all their shit to shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you'd, have, if you'd have told your 16, 15-year-old self about, you know, Oi, Bruce is going to be a pilot one day. He's going to fly him up in the sky. You'd be like, you know what? Look, Mama. You're off your wanker. You're fucking crazy. Get the fuck out of here, mate. I don't know if you'd say it just like that, but you might say it like that. Similar. But no, think about this. Uh, we've all played in bands. Uh, a few of us played in bands together. Actually, we have all played in bands. Uh, together, we have. Tangentially, yeah. we're uh, all related. Can teams. you imagine? I mean, seriously, can you imagine like, hey, guys, <laughs> I'm going to be the guy flying this yeah. too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I got a question. <laughs> wait a minute. Are there going to be relaxers on the plane? Check, check please. Uh, yeah, yeah. We don't need a pilot. Bruce has got this. I mean, think about that. It's like that. that's kind of a mind-blowing experience just to yeah. think about. Well, they got their own plane. That's pretty cool. This tour lasted 331 days. Ah, they couldn't go a full year, pussies. Hey, come on. Which, okay, the, the yeah, come on, and the yeah, funny part about this is that now apparently bands go out for like a couple weeks, and they'll go home for a week, and they'll go back out for a couple more weeks. Like back then, it was like you didn't have fucking YouTube and the internet and blur, blur. It's like you had to get out there and fucking go. Right. And yep. they were on the road for a while. This is a badass album cover, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. As soon as I saw that one, I was like, oh, I got to have this one. It's timeless. I've got yeah. a super cool hoodie, like a pullover hoodie. Yeah. That has uh, that on the back, and it's got uh, Live After Death in the bright yellow. It's black. Imagine if you could go back to high nice. school with that hoodie. Live After Death down both sleeves. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay, dude, awesome. If, you, if you ever do any time traveling, be sure to do that. Wear that to make sure that you go back in time and take that with you, that image. Yeah. In fact, if you're going to do any time traveling, be sure to go to our merch page <laughs> and go buy some shit at www.metalnerdery.com slash merch. And yeah. also, you can leave us a voicemail and tell me how I fucked up at 980-666-8182. Yes, please tell us how he fucked up. How he <laughs> fucked up. He owns the fucked upness. No, but it's my favorite thing. It is. I had this shirt back in the day. Obviously, it wasn't from the tour because I didn't go on the tour. But as soon as I saw the shirt in like wherever Spencer's or yeah, record bar or, or whatever, yeah. That, yeah. that color scheme yeah. just resonates. You see that, and it's like you're automatically there right. again. Yep. Yeah. It's like being at Turtles, and it's like, ooh, they got the DVD, man. Yeah, dude, they got the CD with like the extra. There was a re-release, I think the. There's some re-releases they did, I think, like around 95-ish. And I think they actually had a bonus disc that had all the other, the side four of the, the cassette, as it were. Yeah. That got omitted from the compact disc release. I had yes. this on cassette. Yes. Yeah, I had it on sure. cassette. It was my favorite I cassette. Wore it out. I, I destroyed it. Yeah, I probably bought two or three of them. That's why I was so angry when I got the CD. I was like, what the fuck, man? You cut out like a whole side of the album. You dicks. Yeah. Sean Bitches. Dang old, then they fucking dang, dang old re-release. Dang, dang old came out with the other side. Dang old. Holy shit, Bruce Dickinson played guitar on Revelations. That's fucking brilliant. Motherfucker.
That's a Russell on my burp for those who Not are true. keeping score. Not true. He's <laughs> lying. It only went to 19 on the Bobor 200. On the U.S.? Yeah. Only? I'd say that's still pretty fucking damn pretty impressive. Pretty good. 1985. Yeah. No, I'm just for saying. For metal. It I mean, should have yeah. been more. But in the U.K., it got to number two. The new number two. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, they were a U.K. band for sure. But, I mean, I guess to get to number two on... Motherfucker on the 85 uh, VHS list that got to Billboard number two. I'd love to see who like number one was. It's probably like Dexy's Midnight Runners come on Eileen or something <laughs> like that. Eileen must be crusty, man. Oh, she, <laughs> oh God. She didn't let that shit dry it up. It never stops. <laughs> Although I think it exfoliates. Dude, I'm telling you, if you can't make it through this, you can't make it through Dave Chappelle's The Closer. I'm just oh, saying. That's amazing. By the way, if you want to see my infinite comedy prowess, go check out our prior episode where I talked about comedians talking about their greatest fears. That's all I got to say. All right. Oh. Russell already knows. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> platinum. It's platinum. Canada, it went two times platinum. Let it be known that apparently in Canada, they look at platinum differently than the U.S. looks at platinum. Yeah. Apparently. Supposedly. Question. Yes. Of the album versus the video version of Love After Death, do y'all have a preference? I like the album better. Yeah. Myself. <sighs> Russell, it's tough for me. Yeah, because oh, I'm a, I'm a visual. Both is, a, both is an acceptable answer. Yeah, both. Okay, both is an acceptable both. answer. I don't, don't offend anybody. You never would. Yeah. Is it not the same recording? I think it's a different night. So it might be it's the same venue, same gear, same all that, but it's I think it's a different night that they. I would venture to say that some of the songs on the video are the same. They probably as the album. I'm yeah. sure when they produced it, they probably fucking cut because some of them sound identical. But then, like, oh god, maybe two minutes. There's one of them that there's an obvious difference. subtle difference. Yeah, it seemed it always seemed to sound better on the tape. Yeah, to me, but that's because TVs don't put out. As good of a yeah. sound. Back I mean, then, even I mean, if I had it hooked up to my uh, stereo. Gotcha, gotcha, you know? gotcha. Back then, you had to have like three converter boxes and a whole other fucking, you know, system. So, yeah, I bought this from this guy online who uh, apparently he writes manifestos and stuff, but he's got like these $13 million speakers that, you know, it's like they're like the size of a dollar bill, but it's like they sound unbelievable. <laughs> okay. All right. What that means. Big yeah. gulps, huh? <laughs> cool. <laughs> this is part of the. Here's a question. Do you think the name of this tour would have flown in today's world? The Worldwide Slavery Tour? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm triggered. I'm so irritated. Oh, my God. I don't even know why I'm angry. <laughs> fuck your cancel culture. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's coming right off the power slave. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the relevance. But, I'm, you know, nowadays people are like, <gasps> it's got a word. <laughs> We hate those words. Something about the way this kind of closed out that chapter, like before they went into like somewhere in time, yeah. you know, with the keyboards and kind of the expansion of their sound. This is like the ultimate marker, like the ultimate chapter marker, I well, think, for Maiden. And this is also the greatest hits to the albums Indeedly. that I like the best. Now, right. I love Somewhere yeah. in Time. I love Seven Sign. All right. But all that early shit, though, I mean, this that's, gets everything. Yeah, that's my Maiden. Sure. You know, so. Sure. That's kind of like somebody, uh, like uh, we were talking to Actus Reyes about uh, Live Ship, Binge, and Purge. That was Metallica playing Kill 'em All, Ride the Lightning, Master the first of Puppets. Four. Yeah. yeah. That was and it. the Black Album. That, well, 
It was the Black Album Tour. The Seattle? Well, the Seattle one, that was included from the Justice Tour, but that box was from the Black Album Tour. Right, but the Seattle... 89 show or yeah. whatever that that's all the first four but albums. to their point to yeah. the actress reyes guy's point they were saying you know that was like they were playing the the first four you right. know and it's like oh yeah same so deal that's what this is yeah. for me yeah i think we uh so side four was was uh recorded in london hammersmith odeon which that's the one that wasn't included on the, on the CD. cd yeah which hurt my feelers by the way no, i'm with you uh, that you. was a mat on Mike Burt. God bless you. Just so y'all can listen to the difference and you can analyze it and you can give us some feedback by giving us a call at 980-666-3182. Thank you for that, Billy. Yep. All right, so this is one of the best intros to Winston, can we have a word? Dearest Winston. Horns up. Lights down. The pedal is rolling. Dallas <laughs> Winston. We could go on to the end. We could fight in France. We could fight on the seas and oceans. We could fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing ground. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. better no nope still tight as shit 
Yeah, let's oh. just not talk the rest of this episode. Just let it go. Right. <laughs> this is going to be a 15 and a half hour uh, elf dive. God, that's so fucking good. Yeah, this is one of those ones where you need to turn on the black lights, turn on the lava lamps, get your relaxers in check, close the door, turn off the phone, turn off your phone, and just have an evening with Iron Maiden. That sounds so good, man. It's crazy. You know? It, it is production-wise. It yeah. sounds probably it sounds better, if not besting any of the peak of production at that time yeah. in metal. Like for me, I mean, even to this day, I mean, Maiden's put out a shitload of live stuff. I think this is probably this might be the best live album now, of this all is time. One of those lightning metal strikes sure. Sure. type situations. I don't know what it was, whether. Uh, they were on top of their game, obviously, but the production crew was on top of their game. It was right. just like everything culminated into this fucking masterpiece. Culminated? I love that word. Yeah. That's a fucking... No, that's a Metal Nerdery exclusive word. You're, you'll only hear it here. <laughs> yeah, I made that shit up. Culminated ASMR. That's fucking... I love it, man. I made that I'm gonna, shit Can up. I use that in a joke? Is that cool? Absolutely. Fuck yeah. I don't know the context. Like kind of an orgy. With, well, it's kind of like you're... You know, an orgy of cum. Comu... Is it... Culminated. Culminated. Like, like culminated, culminated, <laughs> culminated. <laughs> Wait, like with cum or like with calm? Not even. It's you, Look, p- picture down. a bowl. <laughs> calm down. Picture a bowl <laughs> lying on the floor in the middle of the most like insane ball. circle jerk. Right? It's. Uh, <laughs> 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 Wait, you got you got Mozart. You got fucking. Uh, uh, That's where you jerk off and oven. spin around on a merry-go-round. You got beef oven over here. Beef oven? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that yeah. the name of a pussy? Beef. Beethoven. <laughs> Beethoven. Oh, be- I thought you said beef oven. No, That's beef oven. I was, I was spelling it. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. Anywho. Good evening, Long Beach Arena. <laughs> Two minutes to midnight. Yeah, I mean, the banner on this album is great, but it's mm. usually at the end of the song. Where it's be- not, yeah, it's, it's it should be the beginning of the song, right? Yeah, yeah, because he's he's talking about the beginning of the, the next, next song, song, but they put it at the end of the song, so it makes it hard to and produce. Does, it yes. does understand, but you know what? We've listened to it so many times, we can just fill in as needed, and then Bill can like edit it in. We have, but have the listeners, wonderful listeners of the Metal Nerdery podcast. I don't know. Actually, you know what? If you got to the end of this song, oh yeah, that way you can get it. Yes, sir. Two minutes to Perfect. Everywhere. Yes, sir. Like a 
bass on his skates. Oh, yeah. yeah. Crystal. Always. sound I always wanted mm-hmm. that live live after death guitar sound that's yeah. super fucking distorted I'm like how many fucking how many dozens of distortion pedals do I need to get that sound <laughs> that was the thinking you know it's like mm-hmm. no no mate you just need like a dozen Marshall heads turned up to 11 placement of the microphone you know there's but so much sound in- was so fucking killer it was like because like there's times you can hear them like probably on this one and even maybe like in the, in uh, Revelations where you can hear them kind of turn off the lead sound. Yeah, and it's like you can hear it drop back down to not as distorted, but it's yeah. kind of like with Randy Rhodes and Tribute, like it still sounds fucking killer. And then right. when they go back into lead mode, it's like it's like what do y'all do? Have like a fucking distortion fairy back there just sprinkling <laughs> distortion dust on your sound? I that mean, was one of my favorite parts of the Marshall amp that I had. Um, I had a foot pedal that came with the amp, right? And it had a reverb button and it had a lead button. And when you kick that lead button on, it was overdriven as Extra shit. Extra gain. Yeah. And it, it, it raised it up at least three notches in volume. Oh, that's nice. And anytime, uh, so, yeah, I won't go. Yeah, I will. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, yeah I won't. Nah, yeah. yeah so, you know, it was me and Tim playing guitar. Right. And he was the first one to get a half stack and he got that M, what was it, M80? Uh, oh, yeah, the Fender. Fender. The Fender. And I it sounded sounds great. Ridiculous. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds awesome. Solid state, too. It sounded great. But I had like an Ampeg 35 watt amp and Tim would just crank his shit up and. B- Drown me. <laughs> so when I brought in the first day, I brought in my Marshall half stack. You know, it was a JCM hundred. It was the fifty watt half stack, but had that had that button that said lead on it. And I never turned that fucker off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you, Dagnabbit. But I guarantee you that's what you're hearing on this album. Is they had that that little overdrive button. But it's like that little yeah. bit. It's like, yeah. it still sounds killer, but like you can tell when they go into when the solo and stuff, it's yeah. just like, ah, yeah, this is one of those, because of all of these songs, if I ever hear the original version, yeah, it's in, in my head, slight bit disappointing. Well, no, in, in my head, I always hear this version. So, oh, okay. so all the banner, all the, so you're, so you're triggered into hearing this one, even if you hear the other ones. Right. Yeah. Well, well, there's no triggering, but well, positive, positive <laughs> triggering. Ah, there can be positive In the triggering. back, you, you subconsciously, you're hearing. Subconsciously, you're yeah, the so you All think. the stuff that Bruce says in the middle of the song and after the Indeed, song. Indeed, yeah, yeah. I get that too. It's all there. Man, Especially with the next one. <laughs> Song yes. off of uh, Peace of Mind, this one. Yes, sir. The fucking banner, though. We got to do like a we got to do like a live album banter at some point. Oh yeah, <laughs> the episode. Yeah, with nothing. <laughs> yeah, Boy, take that would some, take some production. Work. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to do some research on that one. It's actually going to start on the next one. Here's a song off the piece of mind out on the song. It's called The Trooper! 
want to be at this show. So awesome. Crystal fucking clear. They got the guitars panned perfectly yeah. so you can hear each one in each speaker. It really does sound big. Uh-huh. Full sounding. Sounds like you're there. Talk to us, Bruce. Maiden album, I learned how to play a lot of this shit. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. I would listen to it back. I mean, that's probably how I wore out the tape, because I'd listen to it over and over, because it's harmonies. I was dead set on learning how they did. Because that was like fucking sorcery. It's like, how can, you, <laughs> how can you play two different things, and it fucking makes it... It's like having peanut butter and jelly, and it's like, how do they come together and make this other <laughs> awesome thing? It's like, it's fucking... It's, it's magic, dude. It's, right. it's sorcery. A funny story behind the trooper when we first moved up to this area. I wasn't in a band at the time. Pooper Trooper. <laughs> yeah. And I went to, uh, there was an ad in like Craigslist or something to go uh, trout that would be a singer for a band. And this is when I worked for the company. I had to wear like suits every day. And I went to this like jam room right up in Oakwood or between Oakwood and Gainesville. And uh, right after work, so I'm wearing a suit. I got the short conservative haircut. And Hello, it's Robert Palmer on lead vocals. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> and I walk into these guys, they're all Greeks, and they got this, all of them got like the long black hair, and good-looking dudes, you know, they all look metal as hell, you know, muscular, tank tops, all that yeah. shit. And I come in, conservative as fuck, and uh, we did the Trooper. And that's one Iron Maiden song at that time in my life. I could nail that fucking song. I could sing it like beginning to end. And, yeah, cool. And uh, I killed it. <laughs> they were, they're looking at me. They're like, they call me back after practice. I said, dude, when you first walked in, we we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then after you sang, we said, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> the, they offered me the job, but yeah, it never worked out. They, they never had gigs or anything. It was just like, oh, God, I want to just come over here and play in your fucking. Sometimes you just got to have those, though. Sometimes yeah. they're needed. They're yeah. necessary. Anyway, so I don't really know why I had to tell that story, but the trooper always reminds me of that. The one thing the trooper always reminds me of is the brilliant, glorious fucking banter right before Revelation starts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Very good point. There's a song of uh, peace of mind, this one. Written about religion. All about washing your car. Actually, it's about opening a pair of curtains. So it's called Revelations, this one! <laughs> wait, wait, what?
Flippers, I think, is the word. That is not in the album. It's an extra album bonus track. See, I like this version a lot better, too. Old. In fact, if uh, memory serves me, on the back of the piece of my own album, I think there's a bit of scripture back there. Probably helped bless the band. When you think, mm, with I'm regard to Revelations, I think there's actually a bit of biblical scripture uh, on the back of the album. Uh, That's I what I was going with. Uh, yeah, I got it over there. And of course, it goes into another piece of mind song, Flight of Icarus. I didn't realize that was such a short song. Oh yeah, this. Motherfucker. Oh, oh, 
from Willard from 96 Rock back in the day. Mm. Everything tastes better live. Okay. All right. All right. And I can remember, by the way, when 96 Rock used to actually play this song on so the radio. you say. Uh, yeah, I do. Don't fuck my memory, Come yo. On. I'm telling you, so I remember you it. don't know what the say. fuck you're talking about. I mean, my parents fed me PCP and my Fruity Pebbles, but well, I think I remember that. He's DJing on 96 Rock again. That's excellent. Willard? It is uh, streamed by yeah. Live Nation, or iHeartRadio. Right. But yeah, Willard's on there. Still. I think Katie Kiley's back on there. Uh, Willard was uh, probably my favorite what DJ. What was the main guy? The main guy? Uh, Mark McCain? No. Well, he did like the morning show back in the way back in the day. Willard no. was kind of like Willard was one of the... Yeah. yeah, but there was another guy who kept Rude. going rude. Oh, he did the morning Chris show. Rude, he's on another yeah. local station doing like, Is he still uh, doing it? He's doing like talk. It's it's yeah. Some, yeah. yeah. But he's still on the radio here. He's doing like talk, which means like opening your mouth and like vomiting word noises and stuff out into the air. But the cool like, thing, uh, Willard's been selling a lot of fucking t-shirts for me. Because <laughs> 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 he keeps posting them on the Facebook. Look, to be fair, cool. Willard is responsible for a lot of the metal I was exposed to back in the that day. man stage dove at a decimation show. That man is a blessing. Willard one Scott? might say, not Willard, Willard Scott. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Willard Scott. All right, it's I gonna do. be really sunny today, and I'm right. gonna stage dive into this fucking circle pit. I, I, I do. Yeah, the was ozone. It ozone. Yeah. yeah he, wow. The crowd talked him that. into stage diving. Yeah. yeah, he did it. Yeah. Willard Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Different Willard. <laughs> Different Willard. But yeah. Rome of the Ancient Mariner is awesome. And the moral of this story is this is what not to do if your bird shits on you. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that. 
energy of that song. It's faster. Yeah, you can tell he's having a little difficulty keeping up vocally. Studying Samuel Taylor Coleridge, and we got we got to bring this in and play it. I brought this version in instead of the studio because I just uh, wanted to hear the this more of the story. This is the one not to do when your butt shits on you. <laughs> I think it was Miss was it Miss Morlock? It was the English teacher Morlock. I think her name was Morlock, not Warlock, right. but I think it was Morlock. But she, I think she heard that. And she was kind of like, <gasps> "Oops!" Kind of like, "Come on, teach." You know what's up. I did. I called her Teach. Did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like the fast times of Richmond. <laughs> I gave her two tickets to go see What's Up on What's Up on Side 4. <laughs> I don't even know what those words mean. I used to sell tickets back in the day. I banged Jennifer Jason Lee before she was 16. <laughs> He got me. (laughs) Occasionally he gets me. Uh, Those are the good ones. Not to quote man for man, but that's where the fun is. Oh, yeah, that part. I think Billiam's getting it to that part. Thank you, Billiam. I just want to hear the bass. Easily one of the creepiest moments of metal up to that point. Way off the mud on the boat. <laughs> you see what I did there?
got him good, didn't it? <laughs> That's supposed to be all scary and I wanted to ask Matt about this part. Yeah? I think this is all tracked. On the live album? No, you can see them. Yeah, they're playing along with it. You think? But to have that, uh, the poem read in perfect timing, Yeah. I think it would have to be on a click. I think they're playing along with it. Not this, now. Right. Click's cut off here. Sure. I just think about production and how it's you're able to do certain things live yes. when you have like Sandman when it now lay me down to sleep those right. parts gotta be trapped for it to work out question for you Uh the whole reading of the poem part yes with the guitar swells and the bass line and Mm -hmm. all that it has to be tracked in order for it to be no I think they're playing along with it I think they're playing along no I think it cuts off right after that but when the poem is being read yeah and the bass and the guitar uh, the volume swells and all that I'm like in order for it to work in the Timing. I mean, they could, they could still do it live, but I guess it probably makes more sense to probably like double have track a click it. Track. Have a click yeah, track. they probably have it lined up that way. Yeah. On some like when they get to that part, they hit a button and then they all catch up to that and they play along with it. And well, then especially, they hit if they're, especially if they're tracking like the lightning and the thunder right. and all that stuff. And, and that's not important. I'm not saying that's cheating or anything. I'm just, I always like to see how things are produced, you know, yeah, live. Sure. And, and to me, it only makes sense that they could do it that way. But. I just want to thank y'all for that glorious moment of laughter oh, yes. <laughs> we had <out of> here. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it back. <laughs> to me, some of the funniest shit in the world I hear on the radio is when somebody's in another room and you can still hear it yes. fucking laugh. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Capture for, for all time. Thank you for that. I think the oh, way, I think the way it went into Power Slave was just brutal. I love the fact. I was there. Indeed. Right now. Creepy ASMR. This is a good album. Indeed. Power Slave. Indeed. Oh, yeah. 
life coming soon. goodness i know right so much goodness and then to think that they close out side two of album one right with whoa favorite Maiden song. I'd, I'd be losing my collective shit right about this. Oh, yeah. Everything you have understanding reckon the number of the beast. For it is a human. Its number is 
Yes. Neatly. Mm-hmm. Satan's work is done. Not yet. No. Not yet. No. There's, <laughs> no, plenty there's more. two more sides to go. <laughs> People are like, sides? Oh my God, does Spotify have a side? Seriously? Yes, there's side three of the second album. Oh, yeah. Hello, be like me. Yes, it is. Very proggy. I guess that was kind of sort of the intro into Maiden's more proggy stuff. Because they had it, obviously. How would be that name? Oh, with Number of the Beast. Number I mean, of the Beast. Oh, man, they were kind of still proggy with the first two, with Diano, but it's, yeah. I guess with that album with Bruce, it really kind of was like yeah. the pinnacle of progginess. Right. And then, of course, it goes into the title track from the first album, which we did a dive on, which everyone should go out and listen to because it's fucking brilliant as the English say that banter though that's gonna be that's gonna be an episode stay Biscuit hooks in there. 
before you had a teacher that said that. Yeah, really? Mr. Perkins. <laughs> Raise your biscuit hooks if you have those. <laughs> I love how he's like urgently trying to get it in there. It's like, see, I am Maiden. It's like, okay, yeah. okay. Because yeah. they're playing it fast as yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like him singing the song, and I like, and I like Paul's. It's a different yeah. vibe, but it's for different, some reason, it's it, both, I, both of them are. I'm good. like you though. When I hear even the original, I think of this. I think yeah. of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I always think you of always the, say to I yourself, want you to sing, sing two words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, th- I think. This is one of those, because I got this around the time I first started playing guitar, so like all these harmony shits I'm hearing, I'm like, harmony shits, that's what Dave Chappelle calls harmonies, all these harmony <laughs> shits I'm hearing, and I'm like, how the fuck do they do that? Because like that song specifically, there's one thing on the left channel, and there's one thing on the right channel, and they're totally fucking different, and you put them together, and it's like fucking oh, peanut butter and yeah. chocolate and barbecue Burr. and fucking Mexican beer. food all together and beer all together. I'm no, saying I'm this is delicious. I get it. I get it. I'm with you. Saying. And then, of course... Thank you. Run to the hills! Jesus. Imagine. Still got the energy. Ridiculous. Fucking beautiful. Perfect. His voice is spot on, yeah, too. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. It's like, it, it's literally the most perfect live album of all time. I, it's yeah. awful. And I'm not shitting on fucking Peter Frampton. Frampton Comes Alive. Yeah, that was and, a good one. I'm not shitting one. on Kiss Alive 1 or 2 because those are my first two experiences. Song Remains. Song Remains. But there's something about this one. It's like all those magics coalesced together and it created this one big, fat, beautiful, glorious thing that we call Life. Live After Death. And if you'd like to... If you'd like to do something, you can do something that 
can do something later. Hold on. That always seemed like they cut that in, like, in a weird way, you know? Yes, sir. And Russell Burps over Iron Maiden ASMR is a pretty good one, too. That's a new YouTube channel. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> in a new segment. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. <laughs> Rus- Russell Burps the Metal Classics. This <laughs> 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 is side four. It was cut out of the original. This was recorded at the Hammersmith Odeon. Yes, sir. In jolly old London, England. But this is yeah, so it's hard cool. to beat. Yeah. Bruce just fits with Maiden. Yeah, man. He does. does. Sound. 
そうそう almost kind of sensed a little spirit of Russ Anderson in there somewhere I was like ooh <laughs> strong Alex Weaver approval yes ooh. for sure mm. the next one is the first time we get to hear speak to me Hammer Smith mm-hmm. the 22 Kesha Charlotte. Speak to me, Hammersmith. Shut up, Hammersmith. If you're waiting for a long time, just kidding, don't shut up. Father, rest to do that. It's a referral program where we give away a free fuck for every referral. Thank you. Charlotte the Harlot Enterprises. Thank you. I always like the way they opened Children of the Dam because it was very like, Children of the Dam for you, this one. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, very formal. well. Yeah. Let's do this one. It's very yeah. formal. We're going to yes. play this one. Children of the Dam for you. There you go. Very good. Thank you very much. <laughs> Here we go. There we go. Yeah. Cheerio. Perfect. That's even more perfect than the album version. Fun that is. 
Oh man! When, when you know you're on, yeah, and he can just let it out, yeah. and you're just like kick going. in the zone, yeah. yeah, all night long. Yeah, yeah that's zonified. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, you, you just open your mouth and the shit comes out. Right. Ah. <laughs> yeah. that's I, I mean, that's that's how I go in the morning. I know a lot a lot of people shit out of their buttholes. I just do it straight out of my mouth. You know, it's a lot easier. You got to brush my teeth longer after, but you know, I mean, it's it's an easier way to go, Russell. Y'all give it a shot, man. All right, speed up your whole week. Yes, sir. Apparently. Just make sure to floss now, because I mean that that'll get you oh. if you don't. If you gonna die, <laughs> you gotta die with your boots on. Indeed, man. If you gonna die, there you go. The the tape, the yes. cassette. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't remember it being two. Two what? Two, two cassettes. Yeah, was it, it was two not. or one? It was just one. Well, yeah. they might have re-released it later as two because when I got it, it was one. And yeah, I remember it was that's what uh, I thought. Yeah. the tape was, was always a, very big. It was a big one. It's very mm-hmm. bigly. Mark the time. But they might have I mean, back then I remember as you long as you do a ninety minute tape. Well, as long as that was, mark the time, as long as that was, <laughs> tapes got to where they would drag and they'd wear out a lot easier, like if you tried to fast forward and rewind when they mm-hmm. were that fucking long. So maybe they transitioned to like two two cassettes instead of one, mm-hmm. you know, as the CD technology kind of started to take hold in the mid to late 80s. Right. Yeah, you because know, people were still like lasers. I don't know, man. Sounds fucking dangerous to me. And so they weren't quite on board yet with CDs. But now it's kind of like fuck it, dude. We got we got chips in our fucking bladders and stuff. It's fine. It's whatever. You got chips in your bladder? Pringles. I'm a big fan Pringles. of Pringles. I was your, talking about the bladder? microchips that are probably in the vaccines. But no, oh, I've got my Jesus I've got Christ fucking talk. micro Pringles in my bladder. <laughs> It's a lot of salt. It absorbs the salt, really. It so keeps tell me, my 
tell me, how do they put the chip in a liquid vaccine? I'm curious. It's a lot of math, a lot of engineering. <laughs> oh, okay. It's got all that math. They, oh, okay. they, that's what they tell me, dude. I don't that's know what they I mean, told you. Yeah, but those okay. motherfuckers. You know, I've I've learned to put all my trust and faith and belief. In what the are they going to do with that chip? And science, you know, internet. Because I don't think that they care to harm me you know i, I don't yeah, so. i don't think that you know uh, uh yeah. i don't think that skynet is uh out to kill us you know uh, uh yeah. yeah uh okay it's on the yeah. internet and so now we got the closer unless we do the bonus tracks but the closer is what paul diano used to call family opera <laughs> he called it what family opera oh, okay it sounds like a disability but it's phantom of the opera which is an amazing Indeedly First album Till we're closer Yes Jumble. <laughs> A lot of words. Eighty-five. This was their closer, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I'm thinking. Well, think about it. The old school fans are probably like, right. "All right, they we got to do something for them." Exactly, that's and the that's why. Thing. But if this was released, you know, ten years later, it would have been "Run to the Hills" or yeah. I'm wondering if it was the actual closer. Well, considering they added this in. Oh yeah, this was the fourth side from the yeah. Hammersmith Odeon, so. But a different show because maybe yeah. that's kind of the the thing you don't really know where the closer is because the closer right. could have been number of the beast it could have been running free or mm-hmm. it could have been this yeah actually yeah. what was the end of side you know well who knows what was in order well no but i'm saying like like yeah because like, they did mix it all up yeah some breaches yeah I mean, they they could conceivably end on anything, but it makes more sense that they would end on either Number of the Beast, which was kind of a hit, Running Free, which is Run first album, Diano shit, 
Run to the Hills, which is also a big video that's hit. A mega like radio. That was their big hit. That yeah. was their, you know. I bet you that's what it was. Their biggest hit. Ass. But I, I got what it. they ended the show with that we went to. Yeah. What, Run to the Hills? Yeah. 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 Last time I saw them, that's what they yeah. played. Yeah. Not that we have to include it, but I, th- I think for the banter, you might appreciate just the beginning part because I know all of our bladders are small. I like <gasps> the microchips and the vaccines. My eyes are yelling. It's not because of jaundice. But if you, if you put up, uh, Lost for Words, Big Aura, the live after death version. It obviously Lost for Words is an instrumental, but to listen to to listen to Bruce, he's just like the way he says it. It's almost like some kind of like a verdict or something. The way he reads it off, it's like you know the next one is Lost for Words. There you go. Here we go. Very good. It's like wait, what? Big Aura. I don't know what the Big Aura means, but it, it's funny as fuck. But yeah, so that relates to the 95 reissue. So that's where I first got the CD so that I could get the other side that was left off. I don't have that one. It was yes. the 95 reissued version. You don't have it? Uh, William's tentacles are all deflating at the same yeah. time. That's never a good sign. Tentacles need to be at maximum potency. <laughs> yeah, the 95 reissue, which I think was through Castle Recordings, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it had Lost for Words, Big Order. It had Hammersmith Odeon. It had Sanctuary from the Long Beach Arena. And then it had Murders in the Room Org from also the Hammersmith Odeon show. And there's no fucking singer on it, bollocks. Right, Lost for Words. Bollocks. <laughs> bollocks. And there's no fucking singer on it, bollocks. Oh, where does he get to take a break? Exactly. Still sounds tight as shit. That's though. amazing. What album was this on? It was like a. It was on Peace of Mind, right? There you go. No, or was it Power Slave? Power Slave. Power Slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about Austin and Oof. Right up there with the do lists. Yeah, that was just, sorry, that was just an aside. But the sure. whole, the 1995 uh, Castle Recordings reissues, I, I got a lot of those. That's where I found, like, all these extra B-sides and shit that was, wasn't nice. available before. That was on the Love After Death version. Anyway, thank you all for joining us for this one. That was it's, fun. It's our Indeed. first live dive. Yeah. Do you feel like you've left? And it's like, you know what? I can feel, I can feel the texture of the vomit breath and the weed smoke, and the alcohol smell, and the cigarette smoke. It's like I've been to a show. I feel like Walk, I've been to a show. Walking through the party gravy. Yeah, a little party gravy on the way out the door. That's why you weigh the... You know what? I just thought about it. You, you guys are, are going to fucking laugh, but Russell, I know you can identify with this. Now we understand why all those thrash bands wore those huge fucking like shoes back in the 80s. Yeah. It was to wade through the party gravy. Right. Fucking, you don't want to yeah. be in We never understood it, but we never got it, and now we understand. Right. I think Bill's about to vomit off mic. It's off going to be mic an off, off mic vomiting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's holding out. He's being strong. He's going to be strong. Well. Anyway. Okay. I think, I think we need to get the fuck out of here because some of us have to have pee and... Apparently, I think uh, oh, we got a show to go to. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. Those guys got a show to go to because they're actually vaccinated and all that. You know, I'm not vaccinated, and I haven't been tested. But I stopped wearing deodorant months ago. So if you can smell me, congratulations! You don't have COVID, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you're welcome. And so, indeed, thank yeah. you all for joining us for this episode of Metal Nerdery Podcast so, as we do the live after death thing. 
These boys are going to go see Slipknot later. Yeah, with uh, Killswitch. And who else is on that list? Uh, Killswitch Engage. Uh, should be quality. Uh, Orange. Code uh, Orange. Code Orange. Uh, that what, bring Me the Horizon. Bring Me the Horizon. I think you mentioned them. Yeah. And um, Cherry Bombs. I'm most I'm most curious about Code Orange just because from what I've heard, they blow my fucking mind goggles out of my yeah. eyeball face. <clears throat> First show. So, are you unvaxxed or are you vaxxed? Are you tested? Or are no, you I'm, not I'm, tested? I'm double vaxxed. I got all the shots. I don't know what I am, man. You know what? I feel dirty. Do you think <laughs> if I go get like a heartworm shot, maybe then my, you know what? That's fucking close. Just come on in. Come on in. Just spend your money here. It works. It works. Because we need you to spend your money. Because if you don't spend money, then we can't be in business anymore. And people could promote themselves well, online. All you need honestly. is a little bit of cardstock, and I could print you out the fucking identical of my. Yeah. Easy now. <laughs> oh, hello. If you care to overthrow the government and would enjoy doing so, give us a call at 980-666-8182. Fuck you. You girls are crazy. Brandon. That fuck you was for Brandon. All right, Brandon. Not just one specific Brandon. No, no particular uh, Brandon. Look. The Brandon that lived down the street? That yeah, dude, that fucker. That fucking dude. Cunt wife. Anyway, he was a fucking cunt waffle. <laughs> Sean Beach. He was a cunt. For, you know what? He was like cunt frosting. That's what he was. Oh, boy. It's kind of like a yeast infection. Anyway, thank you for listening <laughs> to Melvin Hurley, everybody. Better. <laughs> All right, we're out. We got to get out of here because these boys got to go to show to go to, and I got to go write some amazing comedy. It's on par with Piranha Glorioli ASMR. I got to piss. All right, we all have to piss. Take care now. Bye bye then. Until the next. Until the next. Thank you for supporting and listening and following and spreading the wordering. Oh, bye shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. This laws. Um. Go. Go to my new account. It's Tall Demakian four five three two one. Because my other three got hacked. Because Fleming Rasmussen's a fucking pirate. Go buy Metal Nerdy shit at metalnerdy.com slash merch. Okay, you can turn it off now, Bill. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, fucking laryngitis is all cranked up. He needs some gum. Send him some gum, you guys. Some cocaine gum straight to and laryngitis. Send Matt some Percocet because he could really use it. Anyway, thank you for listening to Metal Nerdery, and until the next. Until the next. We bid you Again. adieu. We're gonna say it one more time. That's all right. for now. It's this episode's till the next episode, not the next one. Oh, it's, okay. it's this, this one. All right. For okay. fuck's sake. Till the next. Bye. Crease my balls. Thank Bye. you. Fuck. <laughs>